Welcome to another episode of Just Being Amos Podcast. I have David with me, and we are going to talk about his new webcomic called Forge. And also, we're briefly going to talk about what we've been reading lately, and also we're going to talk about Shazam. I hope you guys enjoy this podcast. This is Amos for Just Being Amos Podcast, and my guest is David. David, what's up, man? Not much. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's been a while since you've been on my podcast. It's been like two years? Damn it, man. Why two years, dude? You didn't ask me. No, man. You're too busy. (laughs) I think you almost got Hollywood on me, dude. Uh, Far from it. I'm trying, though. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe one day. One, One day. Yeah, don't forget about the little people. I'll try. Don't forget about us, man. I'll try. I'll try. What was your name again? Andrew? Uh, no, I think my name is um, Adam. No, it's Adam. Amos. Okay, yeah, Amos. Adam. Yeah. I'll remember that. <laughs> remember that, yeah. Yo, man, I'm glad you're on here. You know, it's been a while. You know, we always talk back and forth on the phone about the current current state of comics, book, comics and stuff like that and all that good stuff. And I got you here, and we're going to talk about what you are reading lately? Have you been reading lately? And what I've been reading lately? And you, we both Spider-Man fans, yep. right? Yep. So Nick Spencer is the writer this time around, and we have uh, Ryan Utley and Roberto. Uh, uh, no, Roberto Ramos comes in every. Come, and I could say switch so back often. and forth. Yeah. yeah. So it's kind of I won't say consistent, but we know what artists we get. Yeah. With the book, so um, recent um, issues, um, we are. One of the recurring villain, one of the Spidey's old villain, villains, villain, villain, come back, right? And uh, it's one of the greatest. It's one of the greatest stories they had back in the day. We had the black suit, and if, if my listener know who read the book, it's talking about the last hunt. Yep. It's Craven the Hunter. Craven the Hunter, one so, of the best villains. One of the best villains. So Nick Spencer brought him back. So, but it's kind of different this time around. It's a little bit different, and we haven't seen Craven in a really long time. It's been a while. It's, it's been a while. I can't even remember. I feel like he showed up in Dance Slots Run, but I can't remember no, where. I think the last time we read about Craven, but I think it was not Craven, it was his daughter. Mm-hmm. Back in the time, it was during the time when Spider Man. This after. Hold on, what was it? It was, it was the, the Gauntlet. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the gauntlet. Dan Slott wrote that? I, I think he did. Yeah, he did. He did. Okay, he yeah. did. So, he did write somewhat yeah. Craven in there somewhere. <laughs> yeah, but I think this is like the first like like big Craven story we've had for a little while now. Yeah. Um, and I'm glad to have him back. He's one of my favorite just villains, period, uh, let alone for, for Spider-Man. And, you know, it, it looks like what... Uh, Nick Spencer is is setting up. Um, it's gonna be a fun ride. Uh, him, him hunting down all the different like you know animal based uh, villains, villains, right? right. Um, Rhino, Vulture. Uh, I think you got uh, Scorpion. Right. All of them. Tarantula. Tarantula. He's working with 
uh, arcade. arcade, which is a deep cut. Um, <laughs> yes, it is. He, he's actually an X Men villain, or uh, X. No, he's in the X Men universe. Yeah, that's what he started out as. Um, but yeah, I've been I've been liking the book. I think the uh, it's been what three three issues now into this arc. Oh, you read three issues. Hey, I'm one week behind. I read four into it. <laughs> well, the three I've read have been really good so far. Yeah, so you need to catch up, man. I'm going to the shop today. Okay. Well, the crazy part is that with the numbering again, remember I was telling you about this? Mm-hmm. They came out with a 16, then came mm-hmm. with a 16 point. Yeah. I'm like, okay. So we got regular, we have legacy numbers, reboot numbers, <laughs> right. and the, the interstitial like point, point. numbers. Like, well, give me the whole sixteen, dude. Right. <laughs> I know what it, I feel like my Marvel's thing at this point is just changing numbering. On, uh, yeah, it's books. hard. It's hard to keep up, man. It's hard. Now, to, now the, are the points still the, the the jumping on point? I don't think it is. It's like a self-contained story of the characters they're presenting. Like the six point, the sixteen point was mm-hmm. a black cat story about her relationship with Peter. Some some okay, it tied in with the story. The story arc, right? And the next, the next point is going to be another character I'm not familiar with. He's a villain. It's going to be seven point, seventeen point. Then there's an eighteen point after that. Okay, so, so, it, there, so now the points are, I guess, side. It's side stories. stories of the character. I guess they're not trying to do like a, like a, a a new run or try to call it like a one shot no it is it's like a side story for those characters who's like, who are involved in the story during that, that during time. that time yeah so it's kind of weird to do that but you know whatever you know sales I guess you said 6.1 was a black cat 16 point 16 points it's not even a one well, it's just 16, it's 16 point. point okay I don't even see <laughs> one it's just 16 point like I said it's a side story of a black black cat Cause it kind of picks up <clears throat> where sixteen left off. Okay, and you know it goes into seventeen. All right, it's an in betweener. I'll pick it up. Yeah, you are gonna have to pick it up. What the <laughs> hell do you mean? <laughs> I don't have a choice. That's right. You have no choice. Get the whole. Damn right. You got the whole a, story. You got to be a Capitas. You got to get it. Come on, dude. I'll Come on. Do, I'll do it. I'll do it for Spider Man. Yeah, do it for Spider Man. All the other big runs, the the big good. events, I never get the side books unless it's Spider Man. <laughs> yeah, good luck with that because Jason Aaron got one coming out next month. Uh, War, War of the Realms. Yeah. Well, I'm also reading Avengers, so I feel like that all. Oh yeah, you're gonna be picking up four more titles too, buddy. <laughs> so what's four? Superior. Sup- oh yeah. Well, and that's Spider-Man. I was. Uh, Spider-Man also got a little three issue run. It called of course it does. Yes. yes. <laughs> and then Avengers, of course. I just feel like these oh, events oh, just and you like Miles so Morales expensive. too, right? Yeah, I get yes. that one also. Yeah, he's got another one called Journey into Mystery. Myster- yeah. Oh, he's part of that too. Yeah. Okay, well... Yeah, it's only three issues. It's good. Yeah, that's what they want me to believe. Yeah, it's they, three issues. They hook you. But I, I got the previews, man. I look at the stuff, man. Right. I'm not going to get all those damn books. You should. Because, first of all, it ties into Venom. Of course, I get Which Venom. I, I'm not reading Venom. I hear Venom's good. I recommend you buy it. Buy it. Buy yeah, it. Yeah. Buy it. But, yeah, that's what we've been reading. You know, Amazing Spider-Man. You know, the hunted. That's the t- that's the story. The hunted, of, yeah. That's of the, the um, art name, the story, the arc of Craven, the hunter, and it's different because in this story, he's not actually hunting. He actually have people, billionaires, millionaires, mm-hmm. people who want to uh, hunt for sports. Yep. You know, and they got robots. They got some kind of VR system, and the robots look like Craven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's crazy. Which I thought was, I feel like it's an interesting uh, way to handle Craven the Hunter, right? Like, it's, it's all about trophy hunting, but for the wealthy, as right, I of course. feel like, yeah. you know, it currently is, but now for, you know, uh, against these villains, right? Um, it's It seems to be more like entertainment for Craven. Uh, in, in a completely different way than we normally see Craven like get excited and whatnot when he's actually doing the hunt himself. He gets kind of sit back and orchestrate and watch. But you know, this. he needs the, he needs the money too. Yeah, I mean, money is like, uh, the, the latest book. Factor. You can see it, the latest book. You talking about everybody have their credit card? I'm like, wow, dude. Yeah. <laughs> he needs the money. Everyone needs money. I can understand. He needs the money. I can sympathize with that because his son can understand why his father was doing it. I mean, go back and backtracking. Craven have have a son is a clone, really. Right. Of him, but this son, he had many sons. Yep. And the last son, he killed every son that he had. Yeah. The, only one survived. Only one survived, which was kind of yeah. crazy to see him take out all of his brothers. Dude, you know? Man, that's crazy. Um, but you want to talk about um, killing your own brother, go check out a movie called, not a movie, but check out a book called Die, Die, Die by Robert Kirkman. Kirkman? Yeah, so check that out. Check it out. Yeah, check it Image. out. Image. Image, of course. But yeah, man, I was thinking that was kind of weird, man, to just do that. Like, damn. It got a little, a little dark there. Uh, yeah, I mean, which, you know, Spider Man doesn't necessarily shy away from too often, but uh, I don't. Know, I think it's like that that Ryan Otley art that I always remember from Invincible, and you know, right? Invincible gets. I never read that man. Invincible is great, and it gets bloody. Um, I've been told it gets you know it it, it gets rather violent, um, and it's it's always good, but you know I, I can kind of see. Um, that kind of invincible style, like coming back in in, in Spider Man, especially in all of these um, uh, th- these hunts with with Craven and the, his son killing everyone, it gave me the, those notes of like, all right, I feel like Ryan Otley's kind of like back back home, so right. to speak. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. I can see that. But you know, for my listeners, if y'all guys love Spider Man or you love Craven, you know, because Spider Man had plenty of outstanding villains in his role gallery. Yeah. Uh, we kind of recommend you check out the latest story from Amazing Spider-Man written by Nick Spencer. And like I said, the art changed every so often in each book. Yeah. Uh, we kinda... well, Oddly seems to be the main guy. Yeah, though. he's the main guy. So we kind of <laughs> recommend you go check it out. If you're a Spider-Man lover, you agree? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think mm-hmm. Spencer's been doing a pretty good job. It's great. Dan Slott's a tough act to follow. Yes, he <laughs> Slott's is. Slott's run was very good. <laughs> so, uh, guys, let's check it out, and we'll be right back. Don't you know that you're a grown-up? Hey there, Just Being Amos podcast listener. I want to take just a second to tell you about something you didn't know you were missing. I'm John, and along with Mo, hey everybody, and George, hey, how's it going, guys? We are Gen X Grown Up. Gen X Grown Up is a website, YouTube channel, and audio podcast by and for Generation Xers, kids of the late 70s and early 80s who may have grown older but have refused to grow up. Every week on our podcast, we cover media, games, tech, toys, comics, games, and pop culture of yesterday and today through the eyes of guys who grew up loving that stuff. And every other week, we do a backtrack where we pick a single nostalgic topic from our youth and dig in deep. You can find us anywhere you listen to your podcasts or find us right on our website at genxgrownup.com. If you're a Generation Xer or know someone who is, I hope you'll check out Gen X Grown Up. Your dinner cannot just be french fries. Basically, life sucks as a grown-up.
I'd like to say thank you to the Gen X Grown Up for the support for my podcast. Our next topic topic is Zack Snyder comments he made this past week. You want to elaborate on that for me, David? I mean, you picked the topic. I know I picked the topic. Okay, <laughs> you know my big thing about Zack Snyder. I'm not going to try to get on a measurement of this. But. But. <laughs> I got to say this, dude. I really got to say this, that the comments he made, man, it was uncalled for, dude. Seriously, man. Yeah, it, it's. Uh, I mean, his missing. own opinion. It's, it's his own opinion. It's his own opinion. Everyone's entitled to their opinion, but it's mis. Guided. Dude, because I'm reading, I'm reading right now what Zack Snyder says. Zack Snyder wants you to wake the fuck up, okay? Except that Batman kills people. Okay. Batman kills people, and I know back in the day. Yeah, we're it, talking like originally. originally <laughs> you know, originally, Batman did carry some guns. Right. He had pistols, two pistols, I think. Mm-hmm. That way back when it first started out. But Batman has this moral compass of not wanting using a gun. Right. Like you and I just said earlier, though, he's not the Punisher. You know what I'm saying? He's yeah. not that. And it almost feels like Snyder wants him to be the Punisher. Um, well, tough luck. Yeah. Marvel got <laughs> yeah. that guy already. Wrong universe. Wrong universe, right. Tough um, luck on that one. But, uh, yeah, I mean, his his, his comments, uh, the, I, I don't agree with them <laughs> in any way, shape, or form. And it kind of makes me feel like it kind of embodies what I had issues with in Batman v Superman especially. Right. But just like, I guess, his take on the DC Universe as a whole, really. Um, See, the thing is, man, when he did The Watchmen, I mean, which was not too bad. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I kind of say, I, I always say with Zack Snyder, yeah. he got great visuals. Yeah, he he got to tell the story through visuals. visuals. Yeah, you know, as far as just storytelling in general, yeah, he's not good at that. Yeah, he could take a panel of a comic and make page it for page <laughs> into a you know a, a good visual you know uh, like screenshot essentially in a, in a movie. But the the putting together the, the themes and and everything with characters it always seems like he misunderstands things, and that, not even just between his movie and the comics, but sometimes within his own movie <laughs> itself, right? I'm going to give you the prime example. Sucker Punch, man. I, I like the concept. Mm-hmm. So I haven't seen Sucker Punch. Uh, yeah, but Sucker Punch is so done, nicely done as for a visual aspect of the movie. Right. But as far as story-wise, man, it didn't make any sense. It didn't make sense. It didn't go together with right. the story. So, I mean, Zack Snyder, man, I, what he need to do not do another comic book movie all together. Don't do one at all. If you're going to make comments like this... Do you got the quote? I got the quote right here. I'm going to read the quote, what it says, okay? Once you've lost your virginity to this fucking movie, and then you come and say to me something like, something about, like, my superhero superhero wouldn't do that, I'm like, are you serious? I'm like, down the fucking road on that. I mean, dude, seriously, man? I mean, there were, it's a cool point of view to be like, my heroes are still innocent, okay? Alright. Then he said, my heroes didn't fucking lie to America. Oh, that's real life, dude. We ain't right. going to do that. My heroes didn't embezzle money from their corporations. My heroes didn't commit any atrocities, okay? That's cool. But you live in the fucking dream world. Okay. This is where I just said, stop. Right. Okay? I stop. Okay. Right. It was, to me, it was no need to say all that. There wasn't. 
I feel like it was unprovoked, too. <laughs> Yo, really, so man? You're just mad one day. <laughs> yeah, what you mad about? Yeah, I don't understand. Because even going with his mindset of you're in a dream world if you think Batman doesn't kill. If you just look at Batman v Superman, and we talked about this before the podcast, um, a big piece of Batman, and more specifically Alfred's storyline of Batman v Superman is Alfred trying to remind Batman of his convictions. Batman has gone down a path um, that is different than how he used to be. And it's very heavily implied that um, Batman now is far more brutal than he used to be. So in Zack Snyder's own movies, it's clear that that's not a thing he used to do. So he knows that that's how it's quote-unquote supposed to be right so i'm not really sure where like this this thought process comes from like it's in his movie i don't i don't know where it comes from man i mean i the first of all when they announced that he's going to be be able to creative control of that universe, I said, "Oh my goodness!" <laughs> I, think no, a, I think a lot of people got a little bit worried. Like, oh my goodness! It means to be they had needed to worry. Yeah, and in fairness, Man of Steel, which is definitely not the best, was fine. Yeah, it was uh, fine. Like it was fine. It has a flaw. It's not the best. It's not the best. Not the worst. It's you know, it's it's okay, right? Um... But then I guess DC, or maybe more specifically Warner Brothers, wanted a fast track to, to Justice League. So then we end up with Batman v Superman. And I think that's when we started to really see... Um, which came out first, actually? Batman v Superman or Suicide Squad? Uh, Batman versus Superman. Yeah, so I feel like that's when we all started to be like, oh, no, this is... This isn't going to go well. Yo, but, no, <laughs> but then when he made the comment, then on top of that, then they said it had a, a Snyder cut, another cut. I can't. Yeah, I think I don't want another Zack Snyder cut. I don't want another. Uh, I don't think we want the cut. I don't think we need the cut with the theatrical, the extended, extended and now the Snyder cut. Like, we don't. Like, the movie. You know, from my point of view, the movie's busted. Like it's, yeah. it's, it's broken. We just we're moving on, and it's clear that DC has also moved on, right? Um, and just based off of those comments, not you know, I always try to separate the the movie from the books, the books, because they are in my head, they are different and, and things. I, and I do sometimes. I, I really do. I want to be those kind of that fan that oh man, nothing like the comic book. But at the same time, and some stuff does not translate well from the, the those books to the screen. Right. So you got to change it up a little bit. I understand that. Yeah. But with him, he mixes up themes throughout the entire movie. Like he, his own a, movie. Like yeah. he will contradict. But dude, then again, he took like stories from like different different parts of the Batman lore and the Superman lore. Like the Frank Miller stuff that was in there. Yeah. Then he had other stuff. It was all kind of Mashed he, up together, he pulled everything kind of together, and it, and it, I, the movie comes across, especially Batman v Superman, um, as we're doing these things to be cool. Isn't Batman cool? Isn't it? He's always cool been cool, man. That, you know, Superman's edgy now, you know, like, but it doesn't work. And not to make it a rant about the movie, but like where 
it kind of shines that these comments don't really allude to a person who has a fundamental understanding of the movie he's trying to do. Um, you know, in Batman v Superman, we would even get you know these mixed themes with uh, with uh, Lex. You know, his whole thing being that man could take on gods. It's like okay, that's a great theme, but then he makes Doomsday from the exact same DNA DNA of the gods yeah. that he says he's better than. Like, what is this movie, man? <laughs> you know? Then he put the death of Superman in there too. Yeah, he put the death of Superman in there too. Which I mean, I don't know why you would like try to kill off Superman that early on when we know there's going to be a Justice League. Like, and, and in fairness, you know, we got the Thanos snap, right? But we we know that Spider Man has another movie, but, yeah, you we know, stuff it. like that. But, but he's know that. done well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the thing we know that you know because people, the general audience, didn't know about the snap. Yeah, that's you know, true. And oh, they cry. You and I know, yo, man, they're coming back. Yeah. But then Sony put out the damn trailer before Endgame. Right. <laughs> but but to that point, though, still, versus how it happens in, in Batman v Superman, is like it's all just to serve being like dramatic and cool. Like, see, I killed off Superman. It's like, yeah. well, first off, you killed off Superman in the dumbest way possible. Yeah, that was stupid. Superman had a spear in his hand. He can throw it. Like, yeah. <laughs> Doomsday's literally tied down by Wonder Woman. Um, but, you know... Oh, man, I was just thinking about it. It's a bad movie, man. It, yes, I it's... I was just thinking about what you just said. That is a bad movie. The the, the movie is not good. <laughs> uh, it has really good visuals. It has good fight scenes. Some of those yeah. fight scenes were straight out of, like, the Arkham games. Yeah, Batman, yeah, Batman. The Batman-Superman fight was yeah. great. They have so many... And the cast, I think, is good. cast wasn't um, bad at all. I really love Amy Adams as Lois Lane. I This may be sacrilege, but I'm gonna say it. I feel like Ben Affleck is a great Batman. He How just could gotta, you? How he, could you, man? <laughs> Hear What's me out. With you, man? I'm just playing. I'm playing. I'm playing. I, I, I'm he playing. got a bad script. <laughs> Again. Again. And then, you know, Henry Cavill, I think, was great as Superman. If Once we got to, like, the tail end of Justice League, they kind of let him be a better Superman. Um, oh, with the funny mustache replacement? Okay, I'm going to stop doing it. I'm going to stop talking about it, man. I'm going to stop talking about it, but... I know that movie is dead and gone, I man. I don't know why I went back to that, but that kind of irked me a little bit with the comment he said of that a little I mean, bit. But it's just my opinion that, yeah. he, you know, if you're going to say something like that to the fans who watch your movies, and those fans are also people right. who read the books. Right. So when you say stuff like that, man, I got to be very careful. You, you, you're treading a little... Yeah, it, it just kind of feels like, oh, some of my fans who believe this, they're stupid. It's like... No, like and, and, we're in a dream world. Yeah, we're reading comic books. Yeah, to his credit, man, <laughs> the movies he put out over the years are based on comic books, man. Yeah, so only one Sucker Punch is the only one. I guess so. Yeah, three hundred all and the Watchmen. DC stuff. And Watchmen. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, he it, it, it does seem a little bit weird to to spite <laughs> right the the people that are essentially allowing you to do this right. Um but hey, that's on him. But I guess he's not necessarily doing it anymore. At least not with DC. No, I think the uh, what I was reading on on one day online was that DC is not trying to do that connection and standing universe anymore. I don't believe. Uh, you don't think? But then again, I've seen you, one movie that you, you have. Yo, you seen? <laughs> matter of fact, I'm about to say this right now. You seen Shazam? I saw Shazam last week. Yeah, a pre about screening, a pre screening. Yeah, right? there's a pre screening. A couple of theaters, I think, 
was like a Fathom event or something. I can't remember, but some theaters across the U.S. were doing um, screenings on that last Saturday. Okay, yeah, that's so funny because on that day when I text you, yeah. what were you doing? Oh, I'm watching Shazam. But you know what I was watching? <laughs> what were you watching? The movie Us. Okay, well, yeah, uh-huh. I, I'm probably going to be seeing that pretty soon. Yeah, I'm like, this son of a gun, this dude is watching Shazam. Yeah, I mean, we almost missed it too. We were in, uh, we were in Disney at the time, just kind of killing time, trying to figure out what to do next. I looked up my phone, I'm like, well, Shazam apparently is playing in 15 minutes. So. Okay, all right. Um, since you've seen the movie, you know, we're done talking about Zack Snyder right now. Once again, that's my Zack Snyder rant, like I always do for Michael Bay. <laughs> That's one of the things you know how I am. So yeah, yeah, yeah. but the Shazam Your favorite director, yeah, the Shazam uh, movie, man, I want to see it, and I I thought about like, man, it's going to be corny, but then again, I saw the positive reviews, and I'm looking at another trailer, so it might be pretty good. So what's your take on it? So without, without spoilers, without spoilers, it's very good. It's very clear that this got away from the Zack Snyder's. Yeah, so vision. they're like. We don't need everything to be grim dark. Okay. We don't need everyone killing each other because right. that's the cool thing to do. Right. Um, they allow uh, Billy Bassin and I guess subsequently Shazam be their own characters, and they keep it so focused on on Billy and the kids um, that they just have so much fun with it. You know, it it really is like this fourteen year old kid who gets these superpowers, and he's just like, well. Now I have a superpower, and I look like an adult. What kind of shenanigans can I get get into? into? And, you know, he kind of, push comes to shove, he's going to end up, you know, fighting villains and and stuff like that. But they keep it light. They keep the themes really consistent, which is not a thing that normally happens in the DC movies. And it's paced super well. Really? Um, a lot of the DC movies, you kind of sit there and like, there's those moments where you're kind of like, okay, let's get through this, or oh, this feels a little bit too long. Shazam is like just over two hours long. It's like two hours, ten minutes. It doesn't feel its length. It felt like I walked out of okay. a, a movie that was like an hour and a half long. Well, the, the, with the comment I just made a few minutes, a second ago, I said it wasn't trying to get away from the connected universe. Yeah. But... Yeah, and again... I'm going to see it anyway. Yeah, so no spoilers or anything, but, like, it's very clear that, you know, Man of Steel and and stuff like that happened in this universe. You know, one of the the kids, he's always wearing, like, he's a a fanboy, and he's always wearing, um, like, some form of Justice League shirt, whether it's, like, a Wonder Woman shirt or Aquaman, and... You know, they they talk about certain events and whatnot that make you realize, like, oh, okay, this is definitely, we are connected. Connected, Um, And they have some fun with with, with that connection. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, as far as how tight-knit is going to be moving forward with DC movies, I have no idea. (laughs) Like, you know, in Shazam, they, like I said, they did mention events. They touched on some things, but it, it wasn't anything like... Um, you know, like Tony Stark showing sure. up with like Thunderbolt Ross, and right. you know, in in the uh, the Hulk movie or anything right. like that, right? Because um, no stage in the end credits. Say, say, there's there's two there's two credits. Mid, there's a mid and, and an end. Um, I think they're both worth watching. Worth one watching. one is more, you know, uh, geared towards like what the future can behold, right? And the other is more just like a, a fun, like you know. Sitting down eating shawarma thing. Oh, like the Captain Marvel end credit with yeah. the, with Goose 
um, yeah. coughing the, up the tesseract. The tesseract yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like that. Just like that. Okay. It's so good. We ain't saying the spoilers, man. So, the spoilers. I, I definitely recommend seeing. I know we've all been burned by DC. Yes. The exception being Wonder Woman. I haven't seen Aquaman. Either. I haven't seen Aquaman. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to rent that one. But um, Shazam, I think is. Uh, it's up there with the best of them. Okay. Um, okay. I'll take your word for it. It's pretty good. It's pretty I'll good. I'll take your word for it, man. You know, you know. Check it out. Now, we're going to switch gears right now from one um, company to the next company now. It's going to be Marvel. Marvel on um, Disney. Marvel Cinematic. The, now yeah. we're going to talk about the Marvel Cinematic Universe, right? So, in recent news, Angelina Jolie, mm-hmm. Angelina Jolie right. has been attached to the Eternals. Yeah, at least at least in talks. In with. talks. Right, in talks. So, for those who don't know, the Eternals is a group of superhuman beings that were made by the Celestials. Right. I think I can say that's yeah, about the Celestials. By the way, if you don't pay attention to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, they play a big part with the Infinity Stones. Yep. <laughs> they really do. <laughs> And they play a big part in throughout the the books, anyway. Right. Because they are involved with the Internals, they are involved now with the Infinity Stones. Mm-hmm. I think they also involve, you know, they, they, they appeared in Guardians of the Galaxy anyway. Right. You know, with the Celestial Head. Nowhere is a Celestial Head. Right. Right. So they are they they've been mentioned in the movies, been teasing briefly, it. and yeah, and teasing it. And you know they are a major part in the um, the Marvel um, lore in the books and stuff like that in the right. mythos. I'm saying, but now when they I heard the um, I read it on TV and I heard it on I mean I read it online and I heard it on the television right. that Angelina Angelina Jolie is going to probably be in talks of playing one of the roles for the Internals. Right. So what do you think about that? I don't think it'd be pretty good. I mean, you know, she's a fine actor. Uh, I don't think she's really done superheroes before. Yes, she has. Or... She said, yes. The what did she do? Wanted. Okay. That's Let's... comic book related. It's comic book related. Oh, uh, little, little side note. Little it's side... so, like, it's only based on the comic in it. Like... She never played a character per se in, like, Marvel or DC, but yeah. she's been involved with a comic book title. That's true, but you're going to tell me that the Wanted movie is anything like that comic. No, it is not. It is wildly no, different. It sure is. <laughs> only by the name that is... Yeah, only the name of the book and the characters so are the On the same. side of that movie, you yeah. know who she played with right in that movie? Hmm. Chris Pratt and James McAvoy. Professor uh, X. Uh, <laughs> it's all coming it's around. It's all coming around. So. Uh, no. <laughs> See, there you go. That's true, that's true. I mean, so she has done a comic book movie, I will say loosely. Loosely, loosely right. <laughs> uh, but she, I don't think she's done, like, superheroes. Oh, no. And Eternals is such a, like, that's comic that's, books. That's yeah. Jack Kirby, you know. Yeah, and that's the, um, the crazy part is that, man, Marvel after the end game mm-hmm. are going towards the cosmic side more. Because now we got Captain Marvel. We have the Guardians. Yeah. Now, it's, I think it's a great um, idea. I think it's a great move for them yeah, to so do. It's a very natural, natural progression. Move. Yeah, it is. So we got the cosmic. Yeah. We got the supernatural. And the supernatural right. with Doctor Strange. And you had the Asgardian. Yeah, the Asgardian. And now we also have, you know, uh, as of Captain Marvel, now Scrolls and the Kree. So we right? get more we alien races. core from Guardians. 
you know, there is so much there to do the celestial side right. of and the got, MCU. And you always require a steady progression right. to it. They, which is great, because that's the way you're supposed to do it. Yeah. <laughs> they, I mean, and to think you know, all the way back in 2008, right? Iron Man, very grounded. A dude in a metal suit who made something in a cave. Right. All the way up to, you know, Infinity War with, you know, Thanos with the Infinity Gauntlet and fighting people on Titan with magic from Doctor Strange. And, like, we've grown so far that and the, and the, and the thing is, right. man, watching the movies over the ten years that they've been out, right? it's like reading a big event. Like, it's a continuity. The, yeah, it feels like a, we are re- reading a, a, a you book, know, a the, the, <laughs> the summer book, you yeah. know, the six-issue, seven-issue series. And the people who doesn't read... Don't, that's not familiar with those big events in the comic book, man. They would probably enjoy it if they read it because it's just like in the movies, man. That like, here you got all these things going on. Yeah, all the Thor, different storylines. Story you have Thor, he was a god. You have Captain America, who's a soldier, was getting um, uh, um, uh, some kind of made him super. Right. Then you have, then you have Tony Stark and the man in an iron suit. Yeah. Then you have the Incredible Hulk. Yeah, gamma rays. Gamma right? we, got, we got the whole gambit, right? Yeah, it's it's yeah. from science to gods to money, you know? Then you got spies, espionage. So you got eclectic things in there, man. Right. And it all works. And all, yeah, they've made it really feel like the books. Now, you know, obviously, I feel like there's more that they can do in comics that they can in, in movies, but, right. like, you know, for 10 years, like, how tight that they got this how few recastings they've had to do over this time to make this story to get to Infinity War and Endgame and the thing is man the the guy had a vision you know what's his name Uh, Uh, Kevin I always pressed it wrong Kevin Feige no (laughs) F-E-I-G-E I I thought I was bad (laughs) fucking making people names messing it up dude I've heard it every single way under the sun I think it's Kevin Feige Feige? Yeah, I think it's Kevin Feige. Sure, I'll go with it. We'll go with that. Okay. We'll go with it. The man had a vision. Yeah. And that vision is coming to an end with Endgame. But after that, it's a, it's like the second half. Because I think he called it the Infinity, the Infinity Saga. Saga. Saga, which makes sense. Yeah, because everything led up to this. Yeah, I mean, dude, I mean, I was as a fan, man, I am so stoked about this, dude. Three hours and two minutes. But back to the Eternals. Right. Now... With the Eternals, they were actually actually based on Greek gods and goddess. The names, mm-hmm. I think, Icarus one, the Circe, which Angelina Jolie, Jolie, Jolie yeah. so probably might play. Right, we don't know as of yet. We hope she get the part. I yeah. hope so, man. Yeah, everything's speculation now. I think she'll do. I think she'll do really well. I think Marvel's always. Been pretty good. Oh, the casting, their, their casting. Oh, hell yeah. You'll cast people like, I don't see this person as this role. Then you'll see them like, oh, okay. No, this is, this is perfect. Yeah, like Benedict Cumberbatch. I ain't know he going to be Doctor Strange. But then, oh, he plays that role yeah, pretty he well. he played that role <laughs> very well. Oh, um, Chris Evans was Captain America. Yeah, I remember that. That threw people for a loop. Like, but he's the human torch. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, but I think he can do it. And yeah. now it's hard to think of anyone... Besides Chris Evans being Captain America. That's, that's going to be a major transition, dude. If they ever bring Captain America back, that's not Chris Evans. That's or pass the mantle to someone else. Imagine trying to cast someone as Stark that's not Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. You know? Like, it would be difficult to kind of fill those shoes. And with the merger with Fox, now they got the like that Fox now, dude. X-Men yeah. and Fantastic Sky's Four. Like, now they have, I guess, everything Marvel Except for that Spidey. they can want besides Spider-Man. But, but 
Sony lets them play with yeah. Spider-Man. Man, Sony, man, you know what? Uh, uh, man, the, the Morbius thing, not the, the Venom, not Morbius. I'm sorry, man. Hey, you have to at least give Sony, at least Sony Animation, into the Spider-Verse. I like that. I, yeah, I, matter of fact, I, got, I bought that the last week, two yeah. weeks ago. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. incredible. Incredible Spider-Verse, yeah. I, I love it's it. It's so good. Love it. So, yeah, man, I think um, I think it's a great move that um, Marvel is doing the Eternals. Mm-hmm. You know, I got to go. Because, actually, the Eternals only had, like, a 19-issue run. Right. For Jack Kirby. That's when Jack Kirby came back to Marvel. Mm-hmm. And um, he did the Eternals. Right. But then Neil Gaiman, or Gaiman, I guess, Gaiman, yeah. um, did a six-part miniseries. Right. But then they came back and forth, but they never had a, a really long run. Yeah. Right. But they there. Right. And matter of fact, they had all kind of interaction with the Marvel universe. And, you know, Quicksilver has a daughter with the Inhumans. No, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking something. Else. That's the Inhumans. <laughs> too much going on, right? I'm, I'm sorry. In, in, too many books. Yeah, too many books, man. <laughs> it's um, like this one started to actually sound familiar. Yeah, the Inhumans and Eternal. Right? Yeah. Oh my God. I hope they make a movie for the Inhumans because that TV series suck ass. Give him a second chance. Yes, please. Daredevil got a second chance. Yeah, they did. They did. <laughs> but, you know, I hope it turns out great if they cast her. I mean, I'd be more than happy to see her as Cersei, if they play Cersei, or any right. other character. It doesn't matter. Right, right. Yeah, I'll be excited to see what they do with her in, in that, and um, what they just do with the Eternals. Um, in general? In general. Yeah. I just kind of feel like, moving forward with MCU, we're going to do a lot more space Stuff. I but don't know the, if we're going to be mainland Earth as much anymore. I, I think you got two other movies that might be Earthbound. That's The Black Widow and Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi, yeah. The Master of Kung Fu. Yeah. Yeah, so those are two Earth and Black Panther. And Spider-Man. But so I guess we'll, we, we still we, got we, it. We still got it, but I feel like we're going to go to space a lot more. <laughs> now yeah, with now, Captain Marvel, The Eternals, Guardians of the Galaxy, which is now actually happening. Of course. Uh, <laughs> finally. Uh... All of those things, you know, and I, and I can totally see. Oh my goodness, Galactus, Silver Surfing, Annihilus. Yeah. Whoa, well, Beta Ray Bill. With Fox now in the fold, you can get those That's things, right. right? And I'll hold out all hopes for a good <laughs> Doctor Doom. That's all yes. I want. That's yes. all I want. <laughs> yes. Wouldn't it be awesome at Endgame that actually got one of those characters in the end credit? You know, some people are were speculating that they'll do something like that. I don't know if I buy into yeah. it. Uh, it's a little too soon, I think, for the but whole merger. Know, but you know, when they were done the post-production, they just done the editing uh, a month ago. That is true. Who knows? That is true. <laughs> I mean, maybe it'll be like a Rise of the Silver Surfer. We'll see Galactus' shadow on some clouds. Oh, <laughs> nah, don't think so. You don't but, think so? Nah, I don't think so. <laughs> So, I know we're going to move on right now. I know we're done with the um, internals, and I think that was be a great move. But I want to talk about what you got going on, David. Yeah, I have I things. want to talk about your webcomic. Yeah, Forged. You caught up? Not really. I'm behind. Yeah, I know Come you're on, not. Dude. I wanted to call you out on your own podcast. Oh, wow. Well, you know, I should kick your ass <laughs> off, right? <laughs> I mean, you can. You can just edit me out I, the I'll entire edit podcast. Out, man. Oh, yeah, right? Call me out, huh? Okay. <laughs> I got other books I read too, also, man. <laughs> You're way more caught up than I am. Yeah, I got, I'm reading freaking Conan, the um, one of the Conan short stories, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Jason Aaron. No, not the, not the, no, the novel. Oh, the, oh, 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 okay. No, I'm reading short stories. Well, 
I'm not. <laughs> no, no, I think you should check it out. So what about your book? Forge, yeah, it's a, it's a webcomic. Um, it is an all-ages fantasy comic about uh, this family business where they uh, go out and collect items to forge legendary weapons that oracles foretell heroes and legends will use to kind of save the future. Uh, so That's I kind of always joke that it's like a, if UPS was done in a fantasy setting, uh, there's... <laughs> no they, clown on the brown. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they get the items, they make the weapons, and then they have to go deliver it. Whether the delivery is like the sword is foretold to be at the bottom of a lake, someone will go out and drop it off in the bottom of a lake, or put it, you know, a sword in a stone or something like that. Um, but it is about... Yeah, it focuses mainly on the three kids. Wyatt, who's pretty much where we see the whole uh, perspective. I, I did read the first issue, dude. Yeah? I'm way behind. Yeah, well, we're on chapter two now. Um, uh, online, chapter three is about to start in like three weeks. Do two pages a week, Wednesdays, one page on Wednesday, one page on Friday. So you're consistent on those two days. Yeah, I'm consistent on those days. And uh, like I was saying, you know, it's, the focus is the three kids. Um, Wyatt, who's the, the perspective of the comic is from, uh, he is a, a wizard. Right. And he is this child prodigy when it comes to, to blacksmithing. He's nine years old. Um, and his role in the company is actually forging the the weapons. So way I, what the way I'm listening and what he's telling me is if you're into the fantasy um, aspect of a book and also of, um, let's see, you say it's a family book too, so it's a family. It's an all-ages book, which is not to be confused with like a book for children, right? When I think all-ages, I think Avatar, The Last Airbender, Harry Potter. From the ages of, what, seven on up? I would probably say like... Six on up. I'd say like maybe... 10 and up okay. is kind of what, what I'm thinking. Okay. You know, it doesn't get like super violent. There's no real of language thing. It's not It's not like when I did Fight Like a Girl. There's no like chainsaws going through people Yo, and by all the, that yeah, stuff. By the way, if you like um, read, read that book, Fight Like a Girl, I recommend reading that. It's by um, Dave and it's also it's, it's by Action Lab Comics. Action Lab Entertainment and art by uh, Sue Lee. She did all the, uh, the pencils, the inks, the colors. She was a machine and then you know, obviously my letterer, Adam, who is actually lettering Forge. Okay. Uh, and Forge, the uh, the artwork is done by Maggie Venable. Man, who man it's awesome, dude. Is, and she's just so good. And, and again, I lucked out, you know, she did all the character designs, the, the pencils, the inks, the colors. Um, and we're doing this four-issue arc right now, and... Like I said, chapter three starts in three weeks. So you did all the self-published, and you put it on the web, and yeah. you um, also you got a web a website, right? Yeah. So if you go to forgedcomic.com, uh, that is where you can read it from beginning to to end. Uh, we're talking about doing uh, physical copies. No, I like um, the physical copy, dog. Yeah, and the physical copies will have. In theory, it'll have some additional things that we don't put online, some more stuff to kind of flesh out the universe. Because we're forged, like I said, it is an all-ages book, but I do try to pack in some some lore and some I mean, you some got stuff to. that you can kind of like sink your teeth into that you, kind of like foreshadows things for the future and you got the world to, in general. Because that's, that's, that's your world. Right. You know, you're making the world, so you got to flesh all the characters out. 
you know, like I said, I read, <laughs> I read um, the first issue, like chapter, what was it? Chapter one, chapter yeah. one, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I like what I read. Like I said, I'm behind, man. You know, don't don't blame me. <laughs> I mean, I know I won't hold it against you for too yeah, long. I can't hold it against you either because you're way behind and you're reading the other stuff. That's true. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> tip for tat. Yeah, I, but yeah, I think uh, like I said, right now we're up a uh, chapter two, page twenty. Just went up yesterday, actually, okay. um, at the time of this recording, anyway. Um, and then you know, every chapter is twenty four pages. We're about to hit chapter three. The minimum of a, of a regular. Yeah, see, the idea is we're gonna get them. You know, printed. Right. I'll bring them to conventions. And stuff yeah, you ever like thought that, about but... doing like um, the twenty four page and when you print, put extra stuff in there? Yeah, so that, that's what we're thinking of doing with the the, the physical copies. Yeah. We'll put some extras in there that won't be online, right. um, to kind of incentivize like picking up right. a book. But you know, you can read it for free. You know, online, but right. you get you know only two pages per week. So you ever thought of? Well, I know we were talking about it earlier, but you ever think about doing the Kickstarter with it or what? Yeah, um, I mean, if we do another volume of Forge, I might right. do like a, a Kickstarter or something okay. like that. You know, I have ideas for Forge. Well, you got my money, buddy. Yeah, well, I'm coming you know, for I'll... you first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I support the Andes, man, and create our own stuff. You know what I'm saying? Because that's what the business is about, man. Right, right, right. Which I appreciate because I mean it. You know, you know, I, I put in a lot of work to this, but more so than that, you know, Maggie has put in an incredible amount of work. So, you know, getting you know uh, fans to read it and helping with Kickstarters and stuff like right. that is more so just to be like, hey, Maggie, thank you for doing this. You know, the 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 work that the entire team puts on it is great. Like the book looks. Very good. That's and, and so my listeners, yes, it really does look good. Um, and it that's really thanks to to both Maggie definitely and and Adam. He's really really good letterer. Um, you know, you, you read those books. Lettering is one of those things where, like, when it's done right, you don't really notice. But when it's done wrong, like, it sticks out. Um, but Adam, you know, knocks it out of the park every single time. That's, that's very detailed in the lettering because you can't what because. You can't be blocking the face, and then, you know, it's right, right. You got to have enough space, space for the for the the balloons and whatnot, and that's kind of like a uh, that kind of goes hand in hand with Maggie as well, right? Maggie right. has to draw it in such a way that he can put in, you know, the word balloons, and I got to make sure I'm not too wordy that no, <laughs> you know, no, no, no. you can't wordy. put you know all, all the words in, but it all comes together as a as a really nice package. So that's got cool. lucky with the team. That's good, man. Well, I can't wait to, wait to finish it up. I mean, yeah. I'm, I mean, catch up. I mean, catch up. I'm way behind. So, this is the end of the podcast, but you got any plugs you want to put in? Go social media, how people go see your work and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, I mean, you could go to my website, davidpinkney.com, where I post all the things I'm doing. Uh, You're from, a very busy guy. From comics to, to screenplays and all that good stuff. And then, like I said, forgedcomic.com. You got you a, um, I think you got a Twitter, a Twitter handle, handle? Yeah, I have Twitter, uh, Helix and Meteors on Twitter. I post exclusively updates for Forged. <laughs> uh, that is the extent of my social media presence. <laughs> Why are you shaking your head? I'm not shaking my head, man. I'm well, just I'm, laughing. I'm looking dude. at you. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm laughing. I'm laughing. But that's great, that's great man. 
Uh, for me, you can uh, <laughs> check my stuff out on JustBeingAmos.com and all my social media outlets, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. I hope you guys enjoy this podcast. Peace. See ya. Just being in this.